Hello, this is Patio Dave. This is the Chronicles of Patio Dave. This journey is going to be fun. Uh, We'll have a lot of guests, a lot of people coming in and out. One of the most consistent guests will be Big Mike. He's a former sports editor for a lot of different prominent places. Um, He's just a funny guy. One of my good, good friends, and he'll keep it live. Also, we'll have some... um, you know, you'll, you'll kind of know the characters coming in and out. I'm going to create some characters along the way. Um, and we're just going to talk about everything and have a good time. I'm going to actually eventually one day do my stand-up. The stand-up um, sit-down is basically me doing my a comedy set just on here. Um, I'm going to give speeches and tell stories and just... It's going to be a really surreal experience. Um, have some sort of you know music interviews or just interviews in general. Um, a lot of it's going to be a lot of just good, positive, fun shit. You're going to be able to learn. You're going to be able to laugh. You're going to have fucking fun, and it's for everybody, man. We're just going to break down everything. Cause I'm very analytical. I overthink too much, and it's a gift and a curse. But for us overthinkers out there, this is great channel for us to you know just know that you're not alone and we'll you know figure out the best way of doing things and uh best practices i've done in my life and oh and i love marijuana as well so i'm a medical marijuana patient so we can talk about weed different strands you know the strain of the day today i'd like to give a shout out to granddaddy purple oh my god it's my favorite weed i haven't smoked that shit since moby dick was a fucking sardine but, I mean, I it's my favorite weed because back in the day when you couldn't, you know, go into a store and fucking pick out weed like candy, there was your neighborhood guy, you know, your guy, hook you up with your little, your little, your little, nothing major, always something minor. But, you know what I'm saying, you got, when you're on the streets, you know what I'm saying, this was back when like six, six, when she was like 60 and 8th, you know what I mean? Like, you get go, you know, this is before Uber. This is when you made 11 an hour. <clears throat> made 11 an hour doing shit you didn't even like. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 11 an hour. The weekend comes up. You know what I'm saying? You got to get you an eighth. You just got paid. Yeah, I mean, you get you an eighth. That's going, you know, you map that out. That's what, like four joints you're going to have on deck? Four of them bitches. I have four fucking 100 millimeter joints is what I would get. I... <laughs> All right, so I would go, excuse me, I would go get the eighth from my guy. He would have the perp. The shit would be beautiful, man. I don't know where this nigga got this fucking weed from, man. But to be honest, the perp I had back in the day looked and smelled way better than the perp I actually got last night, which them niggas tripping. I'm not going to call out the dispensary, but y'all niggas tripping on this. This shit had leaves and shit. This was the most poorest fucking trimmings in my motherfucking life, nigga. So make sure, because in the future, in the marijuana community, the industry of marijuana, it's about to fucking change. Y'all niggas don't even know. As sellers of marijuana products, I'm going to give you all this because you need this. But the the fucking industry is about to change from Indica versus Sativa because they're assholes and it's run by corporations. This is America. They're going from that to... um, the marketing side of it's not going to go from indica versus sativa. It's going to go to taste and flavor profiles. Oh, let's see here. My girlfriend just sent me a fucking 
a meme. Let's see what it says. I know it's tragic, but the Wi-Fi isn't working. But let me tell you... Oh, I know it's tragic, the Wi-Fi isn't working. But let me tell you a story of catastrophic proportions of from my childhood. <laughs> Fucking A. If that tape popped, man, I was crushed. Because when you're VHS... This is a picture of a VHS tape with... Uh, you know, um, all tangled up. The tape, the, the tape inside of it, the the film actually, the VCR ate the tape is what they used to call it. So the shit sprinkled out everywhere and shit. Looks like you know, entrails and shit. But whenever the VHS would break back in the day, you're fucked because you got to think about it. When you're watching a fucking VHS at like you know, nine thirty on a fucking Sunday night with your fucking family and that shit pop 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 pop. You have two choices. No, you have three choices. Your first choice is fucking cry like a little bitch. Your second choice is to watch a whole nother... Go find another fucking VHS you watched a million times from your shelf. Your dusty-ass motherfucking bookshelf that your grandma gave you with the motherfucking... The old wooden one that your dad got from when he worked the job corpse. Then the fucking shop kids made the fucking... <laughs> VHS nightstand. That's where your old ass fucking uh, homeward bound VHS is. And you're staring at it and it's staring at you. And you're like, man, fuck you. I don't want to watch you again. And it's like, Peter, Peter, you know you'd like to watch homeward bound again. So, uh, <laughs> and then the third option is fucking begging your parents to take you to fucking Blockbuster. Or in Guthrie, we had Movie Gallery. We didn't even have Blockbuster, nigga. I live in a small town, Oklahoma, nigga. We had fucking, it was Movie Gallery. And before Movie Gallery, there was this place called S&J Videos. It's over there by the snow cone machine. Real niggas know. I remember going there with my dad and George to go get fucking Chippendale Disney fucking tapes. Not Disney, not Chippendale the strippers. Oh, let's see. Send me another meme because my girlfriend's cooler than yours. Let's see what it says. College is- College would be like housing two thousand nine hundred eighty dollars, meal plan one thousand four hundred fifty seven dollars, books one thousand four hundred twenty nine dollars, enrollment nine hundred eighty three dollars, air <laughs> three thousand two hundred seventy four dollars, grass <laughs> grass four thousand two hundred eighty four dollars, sidewalk five thousand two hundred eighty four dollars, the sun three thousand three hundred eighty one. shit that's the realest shit i ever seen yeah man being black in college that costs at least me ten thousand dollars as well if you want to add to the list of things um <laughs> but yeah the third thing was to fucking you know go get you a go to fucking beg your mom to go to movie gallery i think that shit closed at 10 o'clock so shit you couldn't google to figure out what time it closed so you just had to fucking pull up if you pulled up somewhere, man, and it wasn't going on, your mom was probably the maddest woman on earth. Because I hung around a lot of niggas that lied a lot. This is why I have a problem with liars. Because I'm very, like, gullible as a person. I'm very gullible. And for me as a kid, like, I believed everything that I was fucking told. Like, I'm like, that nigga Jesus walked on water, nigga, what? They had how many animals in the fucking ark? Two for each one? 
Like, I believed everything. So I ran around a lot of fucking lying-ass niggas. All I did was lie, 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 like a goddamn pig in mud. And I'd be like, hey, yo, John, man, where's the fucking party at? And he'd be like, yeah, dude, there's a party. John had a really high voice. John, I know you're listening, nigga. Fuck you, cuz. I'm kidding. You know I love you, man. But John had a high-ass voice, so he'd be like, Man, David, it's a motherfucking party over here. Such and such, nigga. Suck up. They got hoes, nigga. They got hoes, nigga. Like, are you fucking serious? Let's go. So I had to, then it's like, I got to go beg my mom. Hey, mom, I had to fucking get my proposal together, you know. You got to get your deal right when you got to talk to your parents. Get your fucking shit together. Have everything planned out. Make sure everyone's mamas and shit is informed. And then you approach Mrs. Washington. Joanne fucking Washington. She drove a fucking Malibu, 1998 Malibu, nigga. Pulled me up. She picked me up from the the uh, eighth grade. What was it? The uh, was it eighth grade or seventh grade? One of them grades. It had been seventh grade. Yep. The new, I think it was the last dance of the year. She picked me and Randall up from it. No, she took us to the dance in the Malibu. You might see the Malibu in Oklahoma City if you're cruising around. It got hit by a deer at one point. So, like, the front headlight looks like you just kind of, like, an NFL player just did some drills on it. Like, shoulder work and just, hi Crush that motherfucker. Anyways. So, uh, basically, uh, my mom dropped me and Randall off. And on the way from my house to the thing, Randall said this iconic line. Randall's my best friend, by the way. Shout out to Randall. I'm not going to say his last name, because as soon as I say his last name, I'm going to get a phone call. God damn it, David. Listen, man, I work in corporate America, man, and I don't need my last name out here in these streets, brother. Okay? Randall's a black guy, but he talks like a scared, fat white man. Okay, brother? Listen, man. And until he comes on this podcast to defend his motherfucking honor, I'm, he's just what he's going to sound like. Until y'all hear his voice, this is what he's going to sound like. Listen, man. I got motherfucking kids to feed and shit. I can't be having my last name out there in public, man. I can't have my fucking government name out there, man. Fuck you, Rand. Anyways, this is what this nigga said. So, Randall's parents owned a coffee shop in Guthrie called DG's Coffee. Shout out to DG's Coffee. Me saying that just told who Randall was. So, my niggas from Guthrie, y'all gonna know who he is. Shout out to, man, the fucking cinnamon rolls at DG's Coffee were fucking priceless. Can I just throw that in there? Bomb as shit ever. And a tangent, um, we'll hold on to the story for a second, but a tangent here is at DG's Coffee. So it's run by Randall's parents, a mom and pop store, literally. American dream right in front of your motherfucking eyes, but you're in racist ass Guthrie. It's, this, the f- coffee shop is on a, a racist street in Guthrie called Division. The reason that street in Guthrie is called Division is to divide the white side of town from the fucking black side of town. That's how racist Oklahoma is. Like, Oklahoma and Guthrie, Guthrie, Oklahoma, Guthrie, America, when you see people wearing those shirts, that represents black people getting treated like shit for years. And racism. And it represents politics. It represents Everything negative you can think of how a town should be ran is what Guthrie America means. And that's why they'll never post this. I know the nigga that runs Guthrie America like the whole shit. That's my cousin. He'll never interview me because I'm too real for motherfucking TV. That's why I'm not even on TV right now. I'm on a fucking podcast. If this was 1945, I'd be the nigga hiding 
in a motherfucking like you know fucking dungeon somewhere fucking recording a podcast about how much bullshit's going on. We ain't gonna go there right now. Anyways, so um, division the coffee shop was on division, and that you know I don't like that road. Fuck that road. Even though they even though they got some bomb ass dispensaries down there. Shout out to J and M down there. Uh, right when you go past Love's to the right, where the old subway used to be, they got some bomb shit. I'm not gonna talk about the sour diesel they sh- sold me one day. Not gonna take them out. But that was my first time buying flour. I wasn't impressed, but I'm but they have good reviews. So shout out to them. Shout out to uh, CBD um, CBD USA up there on, up on the uh, top of the hill, over by. Uh, Anytime Fitness, they're really good people up there. They got some bomb-ass flour. Um, check out their special of the day from 4.20 to 6 o'clock. Or it's 2 to, uh, yeah, 4.20 to 6 o'clock, or is it 2 to 4.20, some shit like that, uh, where they do, like, a pre, pre-roll pre special. Um, them niggas just got free fucking commercial, like, marketing. You know what? Fuck y'all niggas, man. No pre- got a nigga doing fucking free promo. Whatever. I'm going to let y'all slide. You owe me a fucking pre-roll, you bitches. Both of y'all. Y'all at fucking J&M, you niggas owe me a whole eighth. Now I'm getting mad. I might have to tell what y'all did, man. I might get mad. You know what? That's the evil. That's the devil. The devil is a motherfucking lie. I ain't gonna go there. Anyways. DG's Coffee. So, um, at DG's Coffee, which is Randall's uh, shop. Shout out to Shelby and, and Big Steve. But what... We would like go walk to there before school some days and then walk to school from the shop and we would get a cinnamon roll. They were known for their bomb ass cinnamon rolls. Man, like if you were lucky, you go to Randall's house, you would low key possibly like get a, a, a one on the side for frizzle for free. Yeah, you know I mean, like you go to Rand's, you get the fucking free cinnamon roll. You had a great day. Like it was a good, good fucking day. Or they and Randall's mom described snacks as vittles. I didn't know what this word was until I met Randall. He was like, "Dave, do you want some vittles?" I'm like, "What the fuck is a vittle? I don't have Google yet." This is like Yahoo. If you if I had to Google what is a vittle on Yahoo back in 1997 or 98, it would take today. Like I would have just found out today what it fucking meant. From 98 to 2019, I would have just figured out what a fucking vittle was. That's how slow the internet was back in the day. So, um, the thing that pissed me off the most about DG's coffee shop was that I looked up there and Steve, okay, it was Randall and Steve. Steve was Randall's big brother. This nigga had some item on the menu and I can't remember what it was. I need to call this nigga and ask him. Actually, I might call him on this show and just ask him real quick. Um, but, um, I don't remember what Steve's was, but Randall had, they gave Randall like made up his own fucking item to be on the, on the menu. It was. Rand's root beer float. Fuck Randall's root beer float. I've never even had it. I ain't never seen it. I ain't heard a nigga order it. Nobody talked about it. Fuck your fucking root beer float, Randall. What the fuck did you put in anyways? You didn't even put fucking Bark's root beer in there. Baby, wait, what's the cheap ass root beer? Uh, A&W mugs. Mugs. This nigga probably used mugs fucking root beer. So, anyways... That made me feel some type of way. Clearly, I'm still talking about it today, but some shit just lingers. Like if you're in, you know, first grade and you get in trouble, something about it still lingers. Like, it's like, man, that's some bullshit. But 
So I, this is what I did. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna react to shit and you know tell my fucking side of the story. I'm gonna tell you what I was thinking at this time. So I asked Randall. I just threw a pitch out there. We was eating, you know, at the shop. I was smacking on, you know, the cinnamon roll and shit. And all of a sudden, I was like, hey, Rand, you know, you should think about, you know, throwing my item up there. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I had an, a, a lucrative product that they could put on their shelf that could maybe, you know, increase profit margins by X amount of dollars. So I was like, hey, Randall, um, you know, you should throw in on the menu uh, Big Dave's Oatmeal. You know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, shake things up a little bit up here in Guthrie. He dropped his fucking fork, and he looked at me like I was a piece of shit, and he politely cussed me the fuck out and told me that no one in this world would want my oatmeal, and then why would I? Why would they put Big Day's oatmeal on their menu? And I told him, I explained the amount of butter I put on my sugar. I mean, <laughs> I explained the amounts of butter I put in my sugar, guys. I explained the amount of butter I put in my oatmeal. And the amount of sugar I put in my oatmeal. So basically, it's kind of like, you know, just a big-ass fucking bowl of sugar and butter. I don't know what dessert that is exactly. Maybe that's what crack really is. Or heroin. I don't fucking know. Blue magic. So anyways, back to the dance part. So we're walk, we're driving to the dance in my mom's Malibu. 1998, all-white Chevy Malibu. And... um on the way to the dance, Randall says, my, my mom was asking him about how they cook their ribs at DG's Coffee. And Randall says, oh, well, yeah, we marinate them in orange juice. I'm like, who does it? Hold on a second. Hey, yo, can you pause that for like one more minute? Fucking the recording up. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so welcome to the Chronicles of Patio Day. Those are just a couple stories, just a little trailer, just trying to get you, you know, warm you guys up to, to my world and what I'm going to be doing. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, we're going to open up, I think, if I don't do something before Friday, uh, excuse me. I know my listeners probably didn't like that, but whatevs. I'm a fucking human. If you don't fuck... Niggas ain't perfect out here, man. People be acting like people are perfect. You're not fucking perfect. Alright? You're not. We're very fortunate that we have not, like... We haven't... We don't have a way to, like, record every moment of our past. So, we can't just fucking go back and look. We just have to have the memories of whatever happened. And, um... If we did have to, like... Show someone our past, like, every time we talk to them, what's the fucking point? Like, you're going to ruin your future that you can create a new past. If you always think, if you think, like, ten years ago, fuck, I don't remember what the fuck I was doing. I remember a couple things, but shit, I drank a lot, man. Do you know what it was like to be a college offensive lineman? I had to explain to my mother after a game, listen, I know you guys are wanting to hang out with me and talk, but I have to go party. You, my cousin can attest to this. He couldn't believe it. He came up. He said, man, I went up there. This is how my cousin. <laughs> this is how my cousin Desmond describes when he went to OSU. And like he got to, every time he would come up to see me, this is what he said. Man, I went up there. <coughs> man, I went up there, man, to go up there to see Dave, man. 
It was white women everywhere, man. Yeah, beer women everywhere. You just fucking partying, man. I couldn't believe it, man. They just all over the goddamn place, man. These motherfucking bitches everywhere, man. I couldn't believe what I saw, man. Listen, I told he he looked his mother dead in his eyes and told her, listen. He said, listen, I like you guys, but I love these bongs and bitches and shit. I got to go. I cannot party with you. I cannot hang out with y'all. I got to go party. Then he went and did a goddamn cake stand. I saw this nigga. This nigga elevated the cake stand with no fucking, no help. He's 315 pounds. This nigga did a cake stand by his goddamn self. Who does that shit? I seen Dave do it. Patio motherfucking Dave. This nigga is not a human. So yeah, my cousin's wilding the fuck out. That's how he describes my partying days at Oklahoma State. I would describe my partying days as, I didn't really party that much. I just went to class every day. I was always five minutes early. And I went to football practice afterwards. I was always an hour early. Okay, I'm lying about the classes, all right? I fucking hate school. I was late. I skipped classes. No reason I did that is because I was a freshman. And I'm, you know, I'm taking these niggas out. Charlie Johnson, Doug Bond. <laughs> I'm taking all y'all niggas out. Uh, that's the two I remember in this class specifically. Specifically, but uh, it was it was um. What class was that? It was New Testament class about the Bible. That's the kind of classes they put you in in football. When you're a football player, I'm like, you know, I really like astrophysics. You know, uh, I think that's really a good, a lucrative, um, you know, education practice for me. Yeah, you gonna, we're going to put you in the, uh, in the uh, New Testament class where you're going to learn about Jesus and shit. You know what I'm saying? We then we gonna what we gonna do? We gonna put your uh your so your your major gonna be a sociology degree, okay? So we gonna do that. You just gonna just we gonna just finesse this shit. Then you gonna make it to the NFL, all right? And then you gonna make a lot of money for like a year. Then you, you then you gonna have some problems and shit. You gonna spend all of it, you know? Cause you know you gonna spend all of it because most NFL players, you know what I'm saying? They they uh they lose their money in like a semester or some shit. So we're going to make sure you get there for a little bit. I would tell you to save your money, but man, have you ever seen a fucking Bugatti before, man? Man, they some cold motherfuckers, man. You want to be a weatherman, nigga, what? You good in geometry? That's the conversations, man. So, which I'm about to wrap this up, but my I remember when we were in ninth grade, there was only I don't really like teachers. I don't like coaches. That's why I'm not one. Cause I didn't like them. Maybe I should be one so I can influence, be the what I would expect. Cause when I was in school, I wanted a teacher like Miss Frizzle and like Sister Mary Clarence from Sister Act, and like uh, who's one of my other favorite made up teachers? The nigga from Doug, uh, the nigga from Dead Poet Society, R.I.P. to Robin Williams. And uh, I don't know if Mary Poppins was a teacher, but I feel like she would be a dope one. Mixed between her and the bitch from uh, Sound of Music. If you can put that into a teacher, that's who I wanted to be my fucking teacher. Well, <laughs> I'm not really... <laughs> not really sure where I was going with that shit. Ah, <sighs> fuck. 
I remember someone, I told someone I was going to start doing these, and they were like, no one wants to hear you talk for 15 to 20 minutes. I said, excuse me, hater number one, go suck my dick. Just kidding. But, um, yeah, I have to go back and I don't fucking remember. I lost my tangent. I lost my train of thought. Anyways, so, anyways, guys, I'm outro. Hope y'all have a wonderful day. Um, let's try to get a positive quote before we leave. Oh, shit. I wonder if Google can tell us the word of the day. Hey, Google, what's the word of the day? Here's the definition of, of the day. A thing currently considered to be particularly interesting or important. That wasn't what the fuck I was trying to get to, but I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Um, hey, Google, give me a motivating quote. Albert Einstein said, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. You goddamn right. And that's why I live my life accordingly, man. The law of attraction. Like, this shit, there is nothing that is a fucking coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Cause and effect is fucking real. Metaphysics is fucking real. You think your reality that's why if you're thinking a lot of negative shit, the shit happens. I've seen that happen before. It happened and it hurt more than anything I could ever imagine. So I always like, I always think to myself, it's like, man, if I can always, think, if I can think of positive shit, like I thought of, I thought of my apartment that I wanted to live downtown. I do. I thought of getting a dope ass whip. I closed my fucking eyes and I pictured. Like they say, when you watch The Secret, the documentary that tells you about the law of attraction, that's like the bullshit way of the law of attraction. Because I just want you to like sit and visualize and not do a fucking thing. But uh, I sat in my car. I remember my parking lot. I, I closed my eyes and I thought about me having a different car. I closed my eyes and I visioned it. And I saw me in a 300, a Chrysler 300. And I know I'm going to get one one day. But it wasn't time for that. And then all of a sudden the universe was like... That noise is the universe conspiring in your favor. So it did that thing, you know, and it, um, I got into a wreck and then my life turned upside down. Cause it was like, everything was fucking Gucci. I mean, great. Up to that point, I was fine. Like I had moolah. I worked, I chilled, I smoked, I'm fucking created. I got to make music. I had time to do shit. I had a system down. Like, I fucking had it. And then the Lord was like, hold on, playboy. Let me shake that shit up for your black ass real quick. I felt like, if you ever played the game Trouble, I felt like I was in that bubble that you had to hit in the middle. I feel like God was just doing it to my black ass because my life flipped upside down. It was like everything was Gucci. Confessed my love to my old my old uh, woman. And next thing you know, my life turned upside down. She thinks I'm fucking lame. At that point, it was what I was thinking. I was like, fuck, now I'm like backwards. Now everything was good. Now everything looks like shit. But for some reason, every time she's in my life, um, she sees me in my worst. So I don't know what the fuck that means. I, I don't know. But um, I guess it's like, so whenever she sees like how great I am, like how I really am, because I don't even think she fucking knows. But when she sees the fucking fruits of my labor that I've been working on since I was a kid, it's going to blow her fucking mind. 
And I just really am excited for her to see that. I'm excited for the world to see that. Like, I'm excited for y'all to see that because, like, my life was set up for this shit. I was that kid that used to walk around with a Talkboy tape recorder and record shit all fucking day. So this ain't nothing to me. This ain't a motherfucking thing to me. Then I would like fucking record the videos and I would listen to them sped up. That shit was fucking hilarious. But that's what weird kids do. Uh, Let's see what this meme says. (laughs) Well, fuck you too. Alrighty. Well, guys, thank you for listening to this wonderful session. Uh, I'm going to try to like find some music and shit to make this a little bit doper. And um, thank you guys, man. Maybe we can call Steve in the middle of this and see if, if I can add that in here too. And ask him what his item was on the thing. Cause, oh, that nigga phone call. So um, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. This is the Chronicles of Patio Dave. I am Patio Dave. Check me out on Snapchat at Patio Dave. Check me out on Twitter. You get some random thoughts. Patio Dave. You want to check out my Instagram, how fucking dope I am, Patio Dave. If you want to go to your favorite patio, I'm probably chilling, or they know I've been there. Patio Dave was motherfucking there. Patio Dave was here. I'm everywhere, bitch. I'm omniscient. I'll pull up on your motherfucking mama's house and eat breakfast with her. Then I'll take her to fucking eat brunch, because I'm a gluttonous ass nigga. I'm ruthless, man. I just had a list when I said ruthless. I'm toothless, man. Now I'm toothless, man. Love y'all. Stay positive and fucking awesome. Stay you. Be your motherfucking self. If you're a kid and you're weird, you're weird. That's a good thing. The kids that aren't weird, they're fucking weird. They're lame. Fuck them niggas. Y'all have a great day. Holler.